Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Tuesday, March 2nd, 2021. Did you care about your grades in school? I did. I was one of those kids. I was, let's be real, I am a nerd. And I really cared about those things. But even if you came up to me before a big test and said, hey, you're going to get a 99 on this test, I probably would have said, sounds good. Even more than that, maybe, hey, sounds great. 99 out of 100 sounds pretty good to me. Well, it's not enough. It's not good for someone that we're going to read about today. So we open up our Bibles to Matthew 18, 10 through 20. And starting in verse 10, it says, See that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I tell you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine on the mountains and go in search of the one that went astray? And if he finds it, truly, I say to you, he rejoices over it more than over the ninety-nine that never went astray. So it is with the will of my Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should... So it is not the will of my Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. So there we see... The heart that God has where 99 is not good enough for him. And he uses that picture of the shepherd that the 99 is not good enough, but he goes and he seeks the missing one. And then it says he rejoices over that one more than the 99 that did not go astray. And as we think about these things, and really a lot in this passage of Matthew, I want us to examine our own hearts. Do we have a heart that loves reconciliation. It is very easy for us to grow callous towards others. And especially as we look out at the lost world, um, that's something where we can kind of say, wow, the world's going crazy. I'm glad I'm following Jesus and not really stop to be concerned about those that don't know Christ. But here we see the heart of God. We also see this in Luke 15, how much God rejoices when a sinner repents. But I also think even in this passage, it's interesting to note that he does seem to be talking about children. And as we look out at our world, I think we should be especially moved by all the children that are growing up and not being taught anything about Christ. And so I want us to examine our own hearts today to say, do we really have that heart for the lost? Uh, Or are we content with the 99? And that might have been good enough for me in school, but it's not good enough for God. And and notice there that last statement, very strong. So it is not the will of my father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. And we think of other scriptures that remind us that God does not want people to perish, but all to come to repentance. And again, we need to guard against the callousness of our own heart and not grow cold towards the plight of the lost. Another place where it can be very easy to grow calloused and not to really root for reconciliation is when somebody else sins against you. And that's what it gets to next in chapter 18. And it talks about if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, then you have gained your brother. Now, what I want you to note is that is the goal 
The goal is that you would gain your brother. Uh, The goal is not to go tell them something. The goal is not to vent. The goal is not to prove yourself right. The goal is to win them over. When you are uh, hurt by somebody else, is that what you want? Do you want them just to be punished? Or do you really want them to be repentant? Do you really want reconciliation? And do you want to be restored? And really, it goes on then to describe a process that often we refer to as church discipline, where if there is serious sin in the church and it is not being turned away from, at some point, that person needs to be put out of the church. But we need to just check our own hearts that that's not something that we want to find ourselves rooting for. We want to be rooting for reconciliation. We want to be looking for the one that has gone astray to be returned to the fold. That should always be our heart, kind of like it's God's heart. He doesn't want people to perish. He wants them to be reconciled to God. He wants them to repent. So when you have somebody, especially when it's someone that has sinned against you, you should not start rooting for them to perish or get their comeuppance. You should be rooting for them to be repentant and be restored. So a couple good things to catch our own hearts on. And really, it reflects the generosity and the character of God. And we even see some of that generous character of God as we turn to Leviticus 25. And in Leviticus 25, we see some interesting things. We see not only did the people uh, celebrate a Sabbath day where they rested from their labors, they also remembered a Sabbath year, that every seven years they would let the land rest for a year. And beyond that, Uh, The year of Jubilee, after seven sevens, that 50th year, they would let the land rest again. Now, it's very interesting. I think one thing that builds in them is a faith in God. God, even in this chapter, makes promises that he will supply for them in that sixth year so that they have plenty for the seventh year. And that took a lot of faith to believe that. But some of these things, especially with the year of Jubilee, reflect God's heart for his people and his generosity. Uh, Some of the things that happened in the year of Jubilee, for instance, it looks at as if property was sold. Once you got back to that 50th year, it went back to the owner. It went back to the original owner. And we see that being somewhat of an economic safeguard in this nation, in this society that God used. And so as we think about that, we realize how that reflects the heart of God. And he even often throughout the Pentateuch, he reminds the people as he gives them these instructions of how they need to remember that they were once strangers, they were slaves, and what God had done for them. And now we see him teaching them to reflect that heart, that there is a proper place in the heart of God's people for those that are struggling, even in this struggling economically and how they were to be treated. We also see um, that if somebody becomes poor, they're not to loan to them at a bunch of interest, right? If they're trying to help someone out, they should help someone out and not expect, well, by helping this person out, I'm going to try to gain a bunch financially. And all that really reflects the generous heart of God. Let's move on now to Psalm 31 verses 9 through 18. And again, here we see the psalmist going through some hard situations and some difficult times. He says in verse 9, Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am in distress. My eye is wasted from grief, my soul and my body also. But where is he looking in all this? And I love how it puts it in verse 14. But I trust in you, O Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in 
your hand. And in a year that has been so full of chaos, I think that's good for us to know. God is in control. Our times are in his hand. And may we be encouraged by that. May we continue to look to God and say, God, whatever is going on in the world, whatever's going on in my world, in my life, God, my times, my life, my world, it's in your hands. And I will always trust in you. And I hope we're encouraged and built up by that as we read Psalm 31. Finally, let's go to a very interesting story in Acts chapter 19, Acts 19, 11 through 20. And here we read about the sons of Sceva. And it really starts by reminding us of just amazing, extraordinary miracles that Paul was doing. And that even handkerchiefs that had touched his skin were carried away to the sick and they were healed. That is pretty incredible. That, that's just awesome what God is doing through Paul. So then we see some people trying to imitate him. And they were invoking the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits. And seven sons of a Jewish high priest named Sceva were doing this. But the evil spirit answered them, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I recognize, but who are you? And the man in whom was the evil spirit leaped on them, mastered all of them and overpowered them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. And this became known to all the residents of Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks, and fear fell upon them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was extolled. Jesus cares about his name. And I think what we see here is these people trying to use the name of Jesus for their own purposes. How does that go for him? Eh, Not so good. Not so good at all. They leave naked and wounded. But in in the wake of all this, the name of Jesus is not damaged. It was clear to all that there was a real power that came from Jesus. And the name of Jesus was extolled. And so may we examine ourselves and make sure that we're not seeking to use Jesus for our own benefit but that we are genuinely seeking to serve Jesus and to honor his name. And when we do that, I think we'll see what happens in verse 20. The word of the Lord continued to increase and prevail mightily. And I think we see revival happening in Ephesus. People bringing uh, their magic arts, bringing their books and and burning them, right? Giving up what, some things that were valuable to them because they're turning away from their sin to follow God. When we really treat the name of Jesus with the honor and respect that it deserves, I think we will see that happen in our own time. So let's focus on honoring the name of Jesus and let's also remember the character of Jesus, that he loves reconciliation. And we may we make sure that that is our heart as well. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.